0: Hello, welcome to Train of Thought. My name's Rob Tobias. My guest today is Lee Jones, mm-hmm. a local songwriter, singer,
1: video producer, could I say? Writer, editor, narrator. There you go. Bottle washer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you've gone, You've performed under a few different names. I even remember Barefoot Leroy, was it?
1: All of my pals back in the 80s here in Eugene when we were playing in Slowbuck, actually late 70s. Uh, called him barefoot Leroy and uh, uh, for good reason I came out of Southern California and rarely wore shoes yeah and when I moved back here in 2010 I just thought it was a good name for a band I just don't think it was in retrospect but yeah that was we had a we had a, a slow buck we had medicine wolf we had a Gee whiz! The Megatones we had we had three versions of Slow Buck over the years, you know. And uh, when I was in Maryland, we did the Swing States Roadshow, which was a, a political thing. And now we've settled on I've settled on a duo called Buffalo Romeo that's been running for uh, a little over five years now with Keenan Dorn on the on the lead guitar and uh, extra vocals.
0: He's quite a talent. I have seen you two together. Very good.
1: We have a lot of fun. Uh,
0: why Buffalo Romeo?
1: Oh yeah, uh, Americana, <laughs> baby. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo, where well, the Buffalo Romeo. Yeah, uh, yeah. that pretty much does it.
0: So Americana is where where you pull a lot of your uh, your sets from, uh, stuff you write, but also from kind of folk
1: folk tradition or, uh, or. The beautiful thing about Buffalo Romeo is that uh, Keenan likes all this old stuff, and and uh, uh, I do a wide range of. You know Jerry Jeff Walker, Bonnie Raitt, all the all the great stuff from the late '60s through the early '80s, really. Uh, the band, yeah. Uh, and and I've had I just I have so many favorite tunes that I've done live. You know, we do them all. You know, all of, all of the best stuff. Michelle Shocked. You know, Ellen and don't stop here anymore. And Crazy by Willie Nelson, and right. Down at the Twist and Shout by and, and by Mary Chapin Carpenter, and. And uh and the you know, we do we do about six or eight of my originals scattered throughout our sets.
0: Yeah. I also remember you performing with a uh, a cappella group. Uh yeah. You've got that low. You were you were the, the yeah. deep deep voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, uh after Slow Buck broke up, I guess that was in the late late '70s, early '80s. I got invited to sing um, bass in the White Tones, yeah, uh, which was cool. I didn't know doo-wop that much, but uh, I knew how to go boom, 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> so we did those Rainbow Optics commercials and uh, <laughs> and played at the Oregon Electric Station and and on the you know Eugene celebration down there on Fifth Street. It was, it was that was a that was a popular band. Well, let's
0: talk about some of your, uh, more the uh, your songwriting that's just in the last couple of years uh uh uh-huh. you did something about Ruth Ginsburg right yeah,
1: yeah, you know i I wrote music for the first you know twenty years of my life processing my own stuff because I didn't know how else to do it, it worked out kind of nice i could I could uh figure out where I was at by looking at my songs and going, oh, so that's what's going on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> self-help uh, uh, and then and then starting in about uh, 2000 uh, uh, after I mean this is the real short version I um, came back out of retirement songwriting wise and uh and started writing music about George Bush oh yeah you know and the invasion of Iraq, the liberation of Iraq pardon me I didn't mean invasion um, and uh did that the swing states show over in maryland for about uh three years and after uh doing all that you know overtly political stuff it was really funny i mean all of it was funny uh but it's still poking fun uh at the other guys the other side you know i decided that that wasn't what i wanted to do anymore you know it wasn't i wasn't influencing strangers or changing minds i was just you know cheering on the troops and uh that's just not my thing so much. Whoever the troops are. So you
0: you haven't heard, you haven't written a, a pro Bernie or anti Trump song. Oh no, like no
1: no no! <laughs> I uh, I love Bernie. Uh, I I came into this whole campaign um, with with the notion of uh, of you know we can do better. I wrote a song in 06 after the road show called "We Can Do Better," which was the poppiest most cloyingly sweet happy pop song about being unified in our coming together as people rather than you know letting whatever it is that comes between us come between us and there's so many there's a lot of money to be made in in separating people I think is yeah you can always trace it back to loot and so I, I I swore off doing political music. But one night I was watching uh, Rachel Maddow, and she was it was an oh seven oh six. I'm sorry, sixteen or seventeen, and she was talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and and the I just you know hang on Sloopy, hang on Ruthie dropped into my head, and I had just finished the video editing on the on the Vietnam film, or I was I was deep into it, so I was like, I visualized. The entire movie. I mean, we have that thing up on YouTube now. Hang on, Ruthie. It's uh, uh, you know three minutes of of pretty funny. Yeah. You know.
0: We maybe we should listen to a little bit of this. Uh, I like it. Obviously, I'm from Ohio. Hang on, Sloopy is the actually the state song. Of Ohio.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Sloopy is one of the perfect rock songs. I mean, it's like the it's got two pre-choruses. You know, you think you're gonna get to the chorus, and no, it drops into another pre-chorus, <laughs> and it builds and it builds and it builds. And so you know, hang on, Ruthie. and the thing about the thing I love about hang on Ruthie is that it's not poking fun at anybody. it's just it's an appreciation and it's and it's fun yeah. and it's smart, and that's what's different with my writing now than what I was doing in the and I've looked online two thousands
0: you have uh, you've got the the video for the song, but you also have a live version, which is actually a pretty good version and shows the Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the choir down front at Saturday Market. Saturday right? Market, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good one too. So I let's pull. let's let's listen to a little bit of "Hang On, Ruthie." Then we'll yeah, we'll, we'll keep going.
1: Too.
2: Justice was served at VMI. Justice was served at SSI. Justice was served Lily and the Justice is served and Ruthie's still burning. so time.
1: That's Keenan Dorn on those uh, lead. We're doing doubled lead vocals here, and, uh, and he's got the lead guitar, of course. Yeah. Seafoam Green Telecaster. Uh,
0: so that one, uh, yeah, it's a fun video. You guys had a good time with that one. and, and It got st-
1: 280,000 hits on YouTube. That's I mean, incredible. Something happened uh, at one of the times Ruthie went to the hospital. Yeah, I don't know who posted it, but it just went kablooey one day.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, she does hang on for a while longer. At least I, I uh,
1: she seems to be doing pretty good. You know, she's staying out of the news, except for you know, in reference to having you know dissed on uh, Donald Trump at some point and being part of the the reprimand cycle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk. Uh, you've written some other political ones. I assume Big Money has something to do with the with the political scene.
1: Big Money was written in uh 04 during the discussions about campaign finance reform, but nothing in it is dated, so I decided to add it to uh, uh Keenan and I, the Buffalo Romeo in 2020, our new EP. We recorded Big Money and we're working on a really nice uh professional video. I'm paying somebody else to do the video <laughs> work, yeah, <laughs> you know, a professional, uh, and uh. Uh, just out of a whole chain of bizarre and wonderful circumstances, uh, Delfeo Marsalis, who's the trombone-playing uh, member of the Marsali clan, as they're called down there in New Orleans, agreed to help lay in horn parts uh, wow. uh, in the rhythm sections, uh, as opposed to like having rhythm guitars. Yeah. So do
0: you have any personal contact? How did you find him? Are they, You just sent him the music? Uh,
1: well, I had emailed him after seeing him at this acoustic concert at Peach's Records on Magazine Street about three years ago. and Because uh, 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 I, I bought his, his, uh, his, his CD, which was issued in, I believe, October of 2016. And it was called Make America Great Again. Oh, wow. and it was ripping on Donald Trump before Trump was even elected uh-huh. and so uh, I I wanted to uh, and, and it had a couple of tracks that reminded me of stuff Frank Zappa had did which you know seemed really strange and so I was talking to Del Feo via email oh, I said cool. I said I saw you at Peach's record I was the big tall white guy crying <laughs> in the middle of the room while you guys were playing it was the most sublime concert I've ever been to in my life you know thir- well, 13 part. Del Feo Marsalis Orchestra. So we we struck up a little conversation online, and I showed him "Hang On, Ruthie" with the two hundred and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "That's cool," and he said, "That's cool." Yeah. And so I said, "I'm making this other thing called Big Money, and it's about uh, it's about the you know the scourge of corporate uh you know greed on the welfare of us."
0: So he has. A, it's not. The horn part isn't done yet.
1: Horn part is not done yet. It's supposed to be coming in tonight. It's going to come in soon. Yeah, and we have a we have a video that we're ready to. We got to remix the song when we get the horns, Horn parts. Cool. Uh, well, reminds.
0: We, I just saw this uh, the film about the band. Out uh, some reason, I flashed on that because Robbie Robertson asked uh, Alan Toussaint of, uh-huh. of New Orleans uh-huh. fame to write a horn chart for "Don't Do It" uh, uh-huh. or "No Life Is a Carnival." Uh-huh. That tune, and um, that it's a good story. You you, you should check that out because he he wrote this wild chart that uh-huh. that the horn players up in New York they had, they were gonna have him play it and and they all looked at it and go what you, you, you don't you don't mean like an A flat there that the song's in you know. Play it and play it like it's written, you know, yeah. like they didn't believe right. they didn't believe some of the parts and then it's really fun, it's a funky tune.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I told I told Del <laughs> I, I requested Del Feo, you know, do it like you would do it, you know. Yeah. And the thing is that the this thing is an incredibly fast song, Big Money. It goes the words are just flying through it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But we set we worked up a little demo version with a minor key, Happy Days Are Here Again to open with horns. Uh And I said, okay, so you can take as long as you want, come out of a fog of horns, and then come into this minor key happy days are here again, and then just land us on the one, and off we go. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very excited to hear what he's going to send us.
0: Well, let's put it up now. This is is as as it exists before the horns, but uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of... uh... Big Money by Buffalo Romeo. This
1: is Buffalo Romeo with uh, Bo uh, Eastland, uh, drumming and engineering.
2: Big Money. you got and then come back for more. He wants your time. He wants your wealth. Slap a price tag on your health, yeah. He don't give a damn if you're sick and lame. Oh, he wants your bling. He wants your blame. He wants your kids to join his gang. Hey, soon enough they too
1: big money
0: buffalo romeo he,
1: he don't give a damn if you're sick and lame <laughs> yeah
0: um uh, that so when you're writing topical stuff or even political stuff and you're playing live do you play do you play those songs live much in, in at venues
1: uh yeah hang on ruthie is as edgy as we get if you want <laughs> if you want to call that edgy you know it's like every no, we don't do we don't do partisan stuff at all uh-huh. Uh, big money is hardly partisan it's a it's a it's an issues oriented tune and it's talking about the scourge of wealth right I wrote it like I said in uh 04 about campaign finance reform but none of the lyrics were dated or said anything that had anything to do with that specific year you know yeah we have hundreds of years of experience with this read Howard in
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I I played I actually I took a trip to DC and got a gig in a bookstore one time in 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 finished my set i was like you know getting paid or whatever and the guy says you know we 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 uh, usually have entertainers more than guys with messages around here whatever uh, you know I, th- <laughs> I i think i had too many songs with messages for uh-huh. his entertain you know for his taste and yeah uh, yeah sometimes sometimes you've walked that it's a line of over, over entertainment and and having a message.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because like, I think I was alluding to, I, I I started writing music as a way of working out my own stuff because yeah. I didn't have any other way to do it. Right. Uh, and once I went to some local workshops that were kind of parallel to the the Wings thing that was done here, and I got a lot out of it. I was doing it up in Portland. It was called PDA, doing it up in Portland. And I got I got so much out of it, I was like, all right, all right, I think maybe I can branch out from writing about my own stuff to writing about other things, which was where soon after that I met Katie Henry, and uh, uh, while I was busking for the first time in my life on the street next to the UFO, and uh, she uh, we became friends, and she took me to see Michelle Shocked up in uh, uh, Portland on her Sharp Shock whatever tour, yeah. you know, anchored down in Anchorage that tour and. 2,000 people in that room and she's playing an acoustic, acoustic guitar, playing bluegrass and singing songs. I'm going, hell, man, why am I writing rock and roll? <laughs> <laughs> why am I writing these big production numbers? I can do that, you know. And uh, I came back home and and, uh, and wrote uh, My Right Ear, which was uh, uh, a, a funny, uh, attempted funny uh, look at, you know, the way that we jump to making stereotypes about people based on, the way they look, or the what the way they decorate themselves, you know. Ah, uh, facade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Should we listen just a little bit? To I my think right that ear? was
1: that was a uh, it was an iconic tune back in the mid '80s, uh, <laughs> and and there's some people around here who will remember it. Yeah, we should listen to. And it a little I, bit uh,
0: it. what name did you go under about at that
1: time? That was Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Jones singing
0: yeah. about his right
1: ear. My right ear. <laughs> I had boys up in Oak Ridge who looked at the puncture puncture mark in my right ear and they were very confused.
2: I got a hole in my right ear, I got a hole in my right ear, right ear. Kids come around, they look at me strange. Say Leroy, does that mean that you're a, a home on the range? Or is there some deep meaning now that we don't understand? To that a hole in your right ear, right ear. Well, I'm glad you asked me that by this hole in my ear. Well, let's see seething with significance, so let me make it clear, you know. Means that I'm American. Means I feel okay, it means hi, how are you, buddy? It means uh, have a nice day. Oh, it means that I'm a Libra, it means I like to laugh. It's that hole in my right ear, right here. I'm
0: a Libra too.
2: I guess, I guess you're a Libra. I don't, know. yep,
0: yeah. Uh, so,
1: so Katie Henry and Michelle Shocked kind of saved my musical life, is what I'm saying and uh, i was right in the middle of this self-help you know writing songs of recovery and i had an album called against the wall songs of recovery there was all this big band stuff don ross recorded all this album with a everybody was on it yeah latarski and schneider and Gus Russell, I mean, Fernel Lopez, every, the, the tones, everybody was on this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw Michelle Shocked and I went, okay, I can write Bluegrass. And so I did a whole album of, of again, introspective, working out my stuff uh, tunes called uh, uh, Feels Like Love to Me. Oh, yeah. That was that, was that cassette. <laughs> and then and then did one more and then i was like all right i've written enough about my personal process i just uh, i'm getting bored there's like i've said everything i want to say about that uh and then i fell into uh moved out of eugene and fell into this situation of working with a vietnam veteran on a documentary about what it was like being in vietnam in 1968 wow and uh uh, furthest thing from my mind but as a function of the self-help work I was doing when this when this marine veteran who had made 4,000 photographs in country uh, over three combat tours asked me if I would help him write songs about what it was like being in Vietnam
0: so I just have to ask you did you have before you met him did you have some preconceived uh, visions or notions about Vietnam in the war
1: I hated those bastards Vietnam veterans and the Vietnam War, I mean, Why? I, was, Why? I just, I, I just really, everything about the Vietnam War was, was abhorrent to me. And I associated the Vietnam, I was 14 in nineteen sixty.
0: So if a veteran had fought there, they were somehow pro war, before the war, yeah. you yeah. were against yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was a, I was dumb, you know, I was
1: dumb. <laughs> Still am, but, uh, you know, you keep working on it. Uh, uh, it was That's just what it was. There were a lot of people like that.
0: So you met this guy, and and, uh, you said he had a bunch of photographs.
1: He made 4,000 photographs in-country while he was in combat, and he had a tentative deal with PBS in Seattle, and he said, I need someone like you who can write good songs and sing well to write about these various experiences. And I I wanted to run away screaming, but because it was – pushing my buttons so bad, I said, okay.
0: Did he have a particular point of view he wanted to get across about the war?
1: He wanted to um, tell his story in a maudlin and uh, a melodramatic way that was absolutely horrible. It took us 20 years to get out of that model. But, yeah, he wanted <laughs> he wanted to tell the truth about what it was like being there so so as to peel away all the, you know, all the, some of those misconceptions that we all labeled labored under for you know ever since the war had happened uh I'll tell you uh, uh Rob my my friends all of my friends I should say none of my friends <laughs> wanted anything to do with this Vietnam project as soon as I got involved in it nobody wanted to hear about it nobody looked at the music my my experience of being so turned off by the Vietnam uh, era, the memory of that time uh, and to varying extents. I mean, I never did anything overtly with a, a veteran. I never I never said anything or did anything except for maybe like walk around them on the street or something. But that even that was like probably noticeable and probably you know rude.
0: But there was a mix. I mean, among veterans, there there were some that came back and were very anti-war, and there were some that said, "Hey, why aren't you supporting us?" You know, there there There, was a mix of of what in terms of their political view.
1: There's a mix in all groups, right? You know, the idea that any group is a monolith is is one of the you know garbage (laughs) concepts that we're laboring under even today. Millennials, boomers, what does that mean? I know those terms are BS. They they don't mean anything. Yeah, you know, well, they mean something to the person who says them. I'm back to talking about you know twenty somethings and sixty somethings. I refuse to use those labels.
0: But I, but I was basically getting so it's kind of like his Vietnam memoir, and uh, I, I assume it, it's kind of ugly in terms of our presence there.
1: Um, um, uh, no, not at all. Okay. No, actually, the wrong assumption. He, yeah. he he They all we in the film. They talk about. I mean, he interviewed all these guys in 1995. All the guys that uh, end up. That, that he served with, who came back, and that he could, could make contact with. And they're characters, and they're in this film, which is called Vietnam colon An Inner View. It's the film Vietnam Inner View. It won the Best Documentary of the 2018 uh, Oregon Independent Film Festival. Very small film festival, but we won. And uh, An interview or an inner interview inner An inner view Thank i-n-n-e-r you. it's a terrible name and he came up with it and there was no dissuading him from using it he's 100 percent ptsd you know marine veteran of vietnam what are you gonna do you just go with the name
0: uh, since we're running out of time let, let's hear let's just hear a little bit of one of your tunes that you wrote for this uh film
1: yeah this is called loaded gun and it's uh uh not on it didn't make it into the film because it's post-war and it's talking about uh it's it's from the point of view of the spouse of a Vietnam veteran.
2: Deep in your eyes shines a light And you're afraid that if you let it show in my blind you You move like a ghost Touching down
0: keep an eye behind you yeah uh-huh.
1: the most gratifying thing about the film project is that Vietnam veterans uh you know they are not a monolithic group I might have mentioned that there is no monolith but uh uh a lot of them look at the film as uh, the real skinny from guys on the ground you know it's just it's no no bs there's no politics there's no opinions it's just yeah that's
0: well I'd love to sit here and Talk songwriting with you for another hour, but uh, right. our, our time's running short. I have to mention your logo. I saw the, the on your uh, website, the Buffalo Romeo logo, <laughs> and it says "No More n- Negative Waves." <laughs> can you say a little bit more about that?
1: Well, that's suppose my both my personal credo at this point, and uh, you know, my hope that we can all move together without creaming each other with over our minor disagreements, and all work towards a higher. Goal that we all have, which is a better life for all of us here in the United States and in the world.
0: Amen. Well, keep up the good work. Do you, do you have any plans to do a, another swing states uh, road show? I might. I might want to join you on that
1: one. <laughs> Leave that to somebody else this time around. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're just we're hitting the high road now. <laughs> when they go low, we stay high. My guest has been
0: Lee Jones. His duo is called Buffalo Romeo. Look for him around town. And now he plays places like 16 Tons and Viking Braggart. I don't know. A few places here in Eugene.
1: Places like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: You've been listening to Train of Thought. My name's Rob Tobias. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Train of Thought can be heard on KEPW 97.3 in Eugene. It's also posted on soundcloud.com slash robtobias. For comments and suggestions, email rob at robtobias.com.